You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. You're listening to Cockadoodle News. This is Rosie. I will be your host this evening. Make sure you stay listened or tuned in through the whole show. We have some very exciting topics, including some new laws coming to USC. Some interesting, or not new laws coming to USC, but coming to South Carolina. Um, some new tuition proposals coming to USC, as well as some updates on the government shutdown. Today we're on day 28. Keep it tracking. Your place for... USC News. All of this and more when we return in just a quick second. First up, we're going to play Louie Louie by Black Flag. And as always, if you're listening and you have an opinion that you'd like to share, or if you just want to chat, you can give us a call at 803-576-9872. That is 803-576-WUSC. If you were with us last semester, you know that we took quite a few breaks because our show was two hours long, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it. This semester, we are changing up our formatting a little bit. We are going to be on air live streaming to you over your radio, over your computer, and over your phone if you have the Radio FX app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m. Due to the shorter break, we won't have as many opportunities for you to call in, but we have corrected this by allowing you to reach us on social media. We are on both Facebook and Twitter if you just search WUSC News. Of course, you can always reach us through email if you so choose and give the station a call. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. You are still listening to Cockadoodle News. You are still listening to WUSC-FM. I am still Rosie James, your host, and we are going to move right along in our programming. First up, according to Newsy, a report from the Federal Reserve says that student debt could be affecting new homeowners. From 2005 to 2014, home ownership among young adults, which ranges from the early 20s, um, to the early 30s it has dropped 9% and is estimated that 20% of that 9% factor could be because of student loan and student loan debt. This is because, of course, as you know, student loans have, uh, usually decrease your credit score and the lower your credit score is, the harder it is to qualify for a loan. I am personally one of these people that have experienced this. I am currently in the process of trying to buy a home because student housing at USC is ridiculous. We talked about that last semester if you were here. Um, It's a really big issue. It's hard to find affordable housing in Columbia. If you live in a student apartment, you probably have noticed that they charge rent by the room, which can be pretty convenient because you don't have to worry about other people not paying their rent on time. But you end up paying astronomical prices when you consider how much all four or all three of y'all are really paying for your apartment. As considered if you go to a quote-unquote normal apartment where they just charge by the apartment. I personally have looked, I've done the math, and there is not an apartment in my hometown that costs as much as the apartment that I'm paying for. Um, For all four of us... It's about $1,200 a month. No, it's more than that. I can't do math. 
thing is about three, six times four. Shouldn't have started saying this because I can't math in my head. Okay, well, you can just take my word for it. it there's about, about 600 a month times four of us. So, math. Um, but in the midst of this, the state also put out a report saying that Governor McMaster has proposed a plan to freeze tuitions and fees for South Carolina colleges during the 2019-20 to 2020 school year, which could potentially help with some of the student loans. The plan will freeze funding, um, sorry, the plan will freeze tuition and increase funding 6%, which will be about $36 million. The tuition freeze would apply to all academic fees, but would not prevent colleges from increasing the cost of housing or meal plans, according to the governor's office. And since the Great Recession, tuition has increased about 40% for four-year colleges due to a lack of state funding. So take that how you will. Uh, for me personally, I, as a student looking for housing, um, trying to pay for college, it's astronomical, it's crazy. And today to get a, a fairly nice job, you kind of have to have a degree. Now that you have to have a degree for all jobs, because there are obviously plenty of jobs out there um, that are skills-based that you don't need a degree for, and you could probably actually make more money. But the the bachelor's degree of today was the high school degree of yesteryear. So that is our reporting on what's happening locally. We're going to be right back with some national news after this quick break. Make sure that you stay tuned. We'll be back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay, so if you haven't been keeping up with the government shutdown, today is 28 of the government shutdown. Uh, so far, it looks like there's no end to sight. This has been the longest shutdown in U.S. history. X, Y, Z, dot, dot, dot. By this point, you probably know the drill. Um, well, good news if you are a State Department employee. They are expected to return to work with pay um, in the midst of the longest government shutdown in history. An urgent message by the deputy under the Secretary for Management, Bill Todd, was released yesterday. The department is calling for all of its direct hire employees to come back to work January 22nd. The pay period, the second pay period of the year, which will run from January 20th to January 14th, um, will be paid. They said that all work uh, done on or after January 20th would count towards this pay period. Unfortunately, this guarantee is only valid for the second pay period, which extends through the 14th. After this period, the department will have to review funds to see if they can cover future pay periods. And in the meantime, they have asked everyone to use a, a extreme um, budgeting techniques that they need to keep right on task without overspending. Two days ago, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, asked President Trump to postpone his State of the Union address or submit it in writing due to security risks. In her letter to the President, Pelosi explained the State of the Union used to be delivered in writing, and since 1977, it hasn't been delivered during a shutdown. In case you aren't aware, this is really important because the Speaker of the House is the one that invites the President to deliver the State of the Union to Congress. Uh, also, if you aren't aware... Um, the State of the Union is kind of required. The president's kind of required to deliver that that small little bit. Um, 
according to the Constitution, it is from time to time, but this current State of the Union is scheduled for the 29th of January. So that is quickly approaching. And unless the government is open back up, uh, it is conceivable that the State of the Union will be postponed. The State of the Union will be sent in an email. Who knows? Uh, it's kind of uncharted territory we're in right now. Uh, perhaps in response, it, it seems like it's response from my perspective, but the very next day, uh, which for context happened to be yesterday, Thursday, uh, President Trump canceled Nancy Pelosi's trip to Afghanistan due to, quote, security risks. Remember, that's the same terminology she used, that Nancy Pelosi used, so there seems to be a connection in my mind, as well as many other people's minds and many other news organizations' minds. Um, Pelosi decided that instead of taking government flight, she would maybe take a commercial flight. Unfortunately, those plans were uh, fell through when they were leaked, and she has now had to cancel her trip altogether. So, I don't know about you, personally, uh, these little uh, tantrums, which I'm sure came from a good place, a good heart. I'm going to assume they came from a good place, but um, all I know is there's a lot of people out there who aren't getting paid. I have friends who work for the government who aren't getting paid. I'm sure you probably also know people who aren't getting paid. And it's frustrating. So, there's that. We don't need to hinder on that too much longer. Uh, so, we'll move quite along to our feature story of the night. According to the state, a bill has been filed that would put a strike against an existing exemption to child marriages in South Carolina. Um, of course, if, excuse me. As you may or may not know, every state sets their own laws for the age at which you can get married. Um, in a lot of those states, the age is very young. Um, child marriages have been going on for quite a while. And unfortunately, South Carolina happens to be one of those places due to this one exemption that we were talking about in just a second. Before that... Um, the law sets the minimum age for marriage in South Carolina at 18, and another known fact is probably also that that exemption that there's an exemption to that rule, which states that you can get married as young as 16 if you have parental consent. Unfortunately, the way that laws works, there is an exemption to that exemption, which says that if a girl is pregnant, she can get married at pretty much any age. And even more shocking to that, the groom's parents do not have to provide consent for the marriage at all, and only one of the bride's parents must agree. Uh, the Post and Courier published an investigation in June which showed that nearly 7,000 underage girls, some as young as 12 and 13, have wed older males in South Carolina over the past 20 years. Younger girls that get married have a higher divorce rate. They also have a higher uh, school dropout rate. They're more likely to be victims of domestic violence and to accept this violence as something that's normal. If signed into law, this would be the first piece of legislation passed by the General Assembly in nearly 20 years that protects ch the children in South Carolina from entering into underaged marriages. Uh, for me personally, 
I was really shocked when I read this story. I did not even know this exemption existed. I knew that you could get married at 16 if you had parental consent, um, which still seems young to me. I'm, I mean, I have friends that are married right now, but I personally cannot imagine being married. I, I mean, I've killed like five succulents in the past year and they're supposed to be really hard to kill. So, you know, maybe I just don't have my crap together. But I, I surely could not imagine being married at, at 12 and 13. Um, but it's happening. So that is what I have to offer you. you're listening to cockadoodle news our time is almost up but just before we leave i wanted to remind you that the university of south carolina will be closed monday january 21st in observation of mlk day which means that i will also not be here on monday but don't fear we'll be back next wednesday at the same time 6 to 6 30 p.m but Right before we go, uh, when we get back from their holiday off, there's a lot that's happening. For instance, on Tuesday, January 22nd, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Souls for Souls Shoe Drive will be going on. Souls for, Sho- Souls for Souls is a nonprofit organization whose goal is to collect and distribute shoes that people no longer need Um and give them to people who are in need of shoes. To donate the shoes, you can find them out on Green Street. Any pairs of shoes is redeemable because they do recycle the materials. Additionally, the Spring Student Organization Fair will be happening on Wednesday, January 23rd from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. If you are interested in becoming a WUSC DJ, we will be out on the street during that time. If you're also interested in joining the news team and coming on air with me for Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 6 to 6.30, one or all of those days, you can come on out and see us, and we have lots of information about that. There will be over 150 student organizations out tabling on Green Street. Uh, We can walk around the fair, see great student organizations, performances, and find new organizations to get involved with this year. Off Off Broadway will also have an interest meeting on Wednesday, January 23rd from 5 to 7 p.m. in Russell House, room 302. The Off Off interest meeting is used to inform potential new members who are interested in plans for the semester. If you'd like to check out more about these or other campus events, you can visit sc.edu backslash calendar. Don't forget, we'll be here next Wednesday from 6 to 6.30 or sooner if you check us out on Facebook or Twitter. Don't forget that that is to search WUSC News. We'll see y'all then. Have a great day. This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 to 6.30 p.m.